Hello and welcome to Inside Fingal, the podcast that gives you an insight into the work being done by the councillors and staff of Fingal County Council to make Fingal a better place to live, work, visit and do business in. My name is Jerry McDermott, I'm the Media and Communications Manager here at Fingal County Council and I hope you'll stay with me as we continue to inform you about the work of your local authority. June is an important month in the council calendar and this is when the annual meeting at which the new mayor and deputy mayor are elected along with the chairs of the three area committees. So with her year in office coming to an end shortly it's a good time to catch up with the outgoing mayor of Fingal, Councillor Shauna Ruddy and find out how her term in office as the first citizen of Fingal has gone. Shauna, inside Fingal. Jerry, delighted to be here. And we're delighted to have you. Um, so the big question, how does one become the mayor of Fingal? Yeah, well, Jerry, if you'd asked me uh, three years ago, which did I think that I'd be sitting talking to you as outgoing mayor of Fingal, I would have laughed. Um, the first thing I suppose you have to do is to be elected as a councillor to um, Fingal County Council, which I was as a first time candidate in Scaries Balbriggan in 2019. So you have to be elected to the council, first of all, and then every year the members, 40 members of the council, elect a mayor for the for the year. So in our third year of the council, my party, the Labour Party, um, were asked to nominate a member. They nominated me and I was um, elected last June. Right. And, and just to go back to, um, you know, putting yourself forward for election and, and that sort of thing. What is that like? Um, I, I would describe myself as being an accidental politician, definitely. I had absolutely no intentions of ever getting involved in politics. I'd be very involved in my community around youth mental health. And um, one of our TD at the time actually knocked on my door and asked me would I consider running in the local elections. Um, and my reaction was to laugh out loud. Um, and he left and he said, just think about it. And when he left, I just thought to myself, if I don't run... I actually I'll be honest if I don't run a man is going to be elected so I really really wanted more women to be involved in politics um, so that that's really why I decided to run um, it's been a massive learning curve huge huge learning curve for me I love it but it is very consuming of your time do you think people actually understand what councillors do no uh, I certainly didn't before I became involved. I think people mix up the role of councillors, TDs and senators. Um, as a councillor, it's it's supposedly a part-time role. So I teach at the same time. Um, most of us who aren't retired would have to work another job as well. But it really is a 24 hours a day job, seven days a week. Um, but you don't have any of the supports or the salary that, say, a TD or a senator would have. Um, so I don't think there is a lot of knowledge around the in the general public about the role of a councillor. But we are the first port of call for local issues. Certainly when, when something goes wrong, people come to us. Yeah, and, and I noticed there was a Red Sea survey done recently by the council and uh, that was one of the things that jumped out at me was that uh, a majority of those who responded trust their councillors to make decisions about how local services are provided in the area. So the councillor does play a big, big Absolutely, role in the community. Yeah, and that gave great confidence to me to, to think that people do have, you know, maybe there isn't the cynicism around local politicians as maybe there is for national. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're really, we live in the community where, you know, we're involved in every club you know, organisation out there. And then when there are issues around, you know, if there are problems locally, people will come to us first. If we come back then to being the uh, the mayor, 
what, what does the mayor do? The role of the mayor is it's extremely interesting. Um, on one hand, you have the very kind of formal procedural aspect of it, um, of chairing all the meetings, which is huge responsibility. Um, you know, because there are legislative decisions that are made at full council meetings. Um, we, I also, the mayor chairs any of the Fingal Development Plan meetings, the corporate policy group meetings, the, say, for example, the Ukrainian Response Forum, the mayor chairs that as well. So there's that side of it that, that's, um, that's very, very important from an official side. And then you have the ceremonial side. So you will be, I, t- I actually counted, I attended 147 uh, events during the year. And, so you're not, you, and you're not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> so you have that side where you're going out, you're launching things, you're meeting community groups. And I have to say that was the most enjoyable part of it for me. I just saw the best of us in Fingal. Um, and it was really humbling and inspirational and in my role as counsellor, people come to you with problems and issues and generally it's very heavy and especially around housing and, you know, real life um, tragedy and trauma. Whereas with Mayor, you get to see the positives. So that was, it was a real, it was the greatest honour of my life, to be honest with you, um, to have to have that. And one thing I, I've noticed in talking to previous mayors about it too is, is one of the big eye-openers for them is that they get to go outside their own local elected area. Like you're from Skerries, you're in the Balbriggan local elected area and your job as mayor takes you all over the county. the county and you really get to see literally the length and breadth of the county. I wouldn't have been as familiar with, say, Dublin 15. Um, you know, so going over to Mulhud, you're Blanchardstown, Anger, you're down to Hoth, uh, all over. And, you, you know, you get to... I suppose as well, another thing about being married that really surprised me is the deep respect that people have for the office. Um, it's it really, I, it, when you put on that chain, and it's not political, so it's, it's people are so warm and welcoming and really appreciate you attending whatever it is that they've invited you to. But yeah, you do get to see the Hall of Fingal in a way that I definitely wouldn't have before. And, and of course, there's an opportunity there to provide leadership as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I hope I hope I did a good enough job. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I was just myself every day. Um, and particularly, I suppose, as a woman and, you know, I'm not a young woman, but I would be a younger woman than a lot of people involved in politics. Um, and people were kind of surprised when the mayor came along and uh, she was a woman under 45 and um, they were maybe expecting someone else um, so just from that point of view as as leading in in that kind of a way it was great you, you mentioned there just a little bit earlier about you know the reason you ran was because if you didn't run a man could get elected and that sort of thing when you look around the chamber and there's 40 councillors in the chamber and you, you now see 15 women yeah. there does that give you a sort of a good feeling it does definitely i mean if you were to think of the makeup of Fingal, we're the youngest, most diverse um, population in the state in a local authority. Um, and our elected representatives certainly don't represent that. Um, so seeing 15 women is, is great. We need more. We need people from different socioeconomic backgrounds. We need people from different migrant backgrounds. Um, you know, but we are getting there. But certainly having more women it just changes, I think, it just changes the tone a little bit. Um, and it's not to say we all get on brilliantly all the time as women, we don't, but, you know, we have our differences. But I think it's just more representative, that's all. You know, 51% of the population is female, so, um, you know, the closer we get to balance, that's better. 
Yeah, and it's obviously taken time. Like the council has been in in place since 1994, and and while there have been women on every council um, since since Fingal County Council was established, it has taken time to build it up to the the, the situation it is now, where you're 15 out of the, out of the 40. It's obviously going to take time to build up people from diverse backgrounds and and that as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it will. And I was at an event the other evening and it was just about this topic and trying to see how we can we were listening to people from different you know migrant backgrounds and they were saying like really until they feel that they belong that it's very hard for them to step forward so you know and we're not we're now I think only seeing you know first generation migrant backgrounds people reaching adulthood who were born in Ireland but maybe from diverse backgrounds so it will take time but again it's political parties reaching out and inviting people in and that that's tricky as well because there's so much competition you know that, that people who traditionally would have been going forward um, but it will take time but I think we will get there Yes, and, and of course they've got to get elected as well, uh, which is probably the hard bit too. That's it, exactly. Yeah, you know, there is, when, you're, when, you're, when you join a party that's, that has a history and, you know, certain, I know actually one of our councillors, J.K. Anwumera, he's absolutely fantastic. He's from African background. And even thinking of him, like he brings such, just such energy and just a different perspective um, to the council so the more of that we can have the better yeah and of course we have Poonam Rane as, as well uh, representing an, another community in, in the Indian community that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and certainly at, at I suppose central government level they are trying to encourage um, more and more um, sort of people from diverse backgrounds to get involved and there's you know you said you're at a meeting the other night and there seems to be more courses and modules and you know, there definitely seems to be an effort, a concerted effort to uh, to get people on board. There really is. And I know even the council, I think in autumn, um, they're going to be running um, different modules, just informing people about, you know, politics, what's involved, then, um, you know, trying to get more women and people from diverse backgrounds into it. So I think that'll be interesting to see how that goes. And things like um, the Fingal, She Leads, We Lead, um, that's supported by the council. So, you know, those kind of initiatives are only can only bring good things. And let's hope they do. Um, just to go back to being the the chair of the council and that, what's it like chairing a, a council meeting and, and even having to go from being one of the councillors and then you're at the top table in the hot seat? It is a hot seat, I can tell you. And it's only now that I'm beginning to feel very comfortable in it when it's coming to an end. But um, it's stressful. I'm not going to lie. It is very, very stressful, particularly when I first started, we were online. So you're constantly, obviously, the standing orders are, you know, basically the rules of how the meetings are run. So you have to be very conscious of standing orders and that everything is done formally correct. But then you're also looking at who wants to speak and you have people hopping in and you're looking at time that they don't go over their time and, and, and trying to keep, get through the order of business as quickly as you can. And it's a political arena. So there are games being played <laughs> all the time. And I have to say, I find that the trickiest part. While you're aware that games are being played, it, it, it can be. I, I kept my cool, but there were times when, um, when it was a very hot seat. Yeah. And is it hard? Like, like as you said, you'd only been a councillor two years and that sort of thing. So people might have said that you there was a lack of experience there, maybe. Completely. Oh, I jumped in. I mean, I literally jumped in. I was asked to consider going for mayor and like that. I said, sure, what? How could I go? How could I be mayor? I've only been a councillor for two years. But the people around me had confidence in me and they were saying, you can do it. And to be honest, I think, 
being new wasn't a bad thing um, because I didn't have any preconceived ideas about what it should be like or what I should be like. The only thing that I was was myself all the time. And um, I was very, very lucky with the team that I had around me from in, in the council, um, really and truly. I mean, that's been another highlight of the year is getting to know the staff as well as I do. And it is public service at its best. There's no doubt about it. Um, but no, it, it's a tricky thing sharing the meetings. Uh, my profession is a teacher and that definitely helped um, manage things. But it wouldn't be for everyone, Jerry. <laughs> it certainly wouldn't be for everyone. And when I first started sharing the full council meetings, like they'd finish at eight, half eight. And like, I wouldn't sleep that night. You would be wired to the moon. Um, because, you know, it, they're webcast and, you know, there are big decisions being made, um, especially around budgets and local property tax. And like, you know, it, it's not kind of a, a community meeting that someone takes the minutes. Very, very serious decisions are being made and it's webcast. Right, right. You know. And, and, and obviously everything that you do and say in the council chamber is, is on the public record. Absolutely. Yeah. You're juggling many, many balls during the full council meetings. But yeah, no, I, I, I hope I did a good enough job. The, uh, I'm sure you did, and I'm sure we'll find out when the tributes are, are paid uh, at the annual meeting on, on June the uh, 17th. I've seen some commentary that um, councillors in particular are at the wrong end of abuse and, and various things uh, on social media. And, and that is, is that something that you, you can relate to? Absolutely. I mean, when I first put myself forward um, to run for the Labour Party, I was not prepared for the abuse that I got. And it you you shouldn't have to take that, but it's part of it. Um, I regularly just by every week I would block people. Um, say on Twitter, I only allow people to reply who I follow because it's just not worth it. So it, there is a toxicity on social media that you don't experience anywhere else, and it's not reflective of people because, like I know, even canvassing that just restored my faith in humanity. Like most people are decent and sound. But I think on social media, people who are deeply unhappy in themselves use it as an outlet just to, to spew hate. Um, and really, you have to just feel sorry for them. But yeah, no, I just block. That's my way of dealing with it. Yeah. You, you mentioned there about chairing the council meetings and, and that and, and important decisions we made. And, and one other thing you had to chair this year was the development plan, which only comes along every six years. And, and that's so not many people get to get the... Uh, the chance to do that and you know there was 10 11 meetings over a very quick period of time at the end of january beginning of february i think over 900 motions yeah, over how, how difficult was that that was by far the most difficult part of being mayor without a doubt um i chaired over 40 hours of meetings um so i would go and chair the meeting might start at there was one day the meeting started at 2, finished at 11 p.m. And I had 45 minute break in between. I've kind of blocked it out of my memory, to be honest. And had I known that I would have to do that, yeah. I really would have had to think about it because um, it was very tricky. But we got through it and it was a really important part, you know, process of, of the plan. But um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm going to be in the other seat for the September final element the, the new mayor will be chairing um, the final piece but yeah no it was I, that was the trickiest part of being mayor without a doubt yeah when you look back at the, the past 12 months what were the highlights for you oh wow uh, the, hi- the highlights were meeting all the community groups and just 
the honor of representing your county as the first citizen. Um, it's not an experience that many people will ever have and I will never, ever forget it. Um, so really, that side of it was, was for me the highlight and also then getting to know the staff um, in the council was, was also something that I hadn't really expected would be such a highlight, but it really was just developing relationships and, and seeing how the council works from the inside, you know, really being at, at the at the cold face of it and, and, and just being so proud of, of what they do. We're recording this podcast uh, the day after the Mayor's Awards, which you revived this year. And obviously the COVID pandemic had, had, had meant that gatherings and, and were, were very, um, sort of few and far between and, and that. Um, why did you want to get the, the Mayor's Awards revived? I just felt it was so important this year considering what we've all been through. And I knew when I became mayor, things had just started to open up properly. So there was just such joy out there with people getting together physically. Um, And I could see that as I was was traveling around the county, how happy people were to be together. And then I was seeing all the incredible work that was being done that no one really knows about. And these are the quiet heroes of our communities that will never be recognized um, so I just felt it was important that we have one evening to to recognise and to thank them. And um, uh, the energy in the room last night was just amazing. And they really appreciated it as well. Um, it was just a great a great moment to celebrate. Yeah, and, and, and something that can really establish itself as an annual event Completely, every year. Completely, and it was, it was just organised brilliantly. Um, like one man came up afterwards and he was, you know, we do these things in work, but it was nothing like, it wasn't a patch on, on, on what was organised last night. So it just hit the right tone. Um, I was really happy with how it went. Yeah, you're, you're obviously, in Dublin here, there are four local authorities and... and you know, there's elected leaders in, in the four. Do, do you have any relationship with, with the other mayors yeah. and Cahirlocks? I do, actually. It was just, it happened to be that this year, um, out of the four Cahirlocks and mayors and Lord Mayor, three of us are Labour women, um, which was brilliant. So I already knew the Lord Mayor, Alison Gilliland, and, and Letty McCarthy, the Cahirlocks of Dunleary, right down. And then Peter Kavanagh is the Cahir, is the mayor of Dublin South. So when we were all elected, we wanted to make a special effort that the four of us would meet up. So we we chose a different a different local authority each quarter, um, and we met up, and it it was just great because no one else really understands what we're doing, and we were able to talk about common projects. Um, myself and the Lord Mayor of Dublin and the Cahirlach of Dunleary Ratdown travelled to Palestine um, recently from the invitation from the Mayor of Ramallah. Um, so even that trip in itself, we're, we're kind of working together on, on different projects. Um, so it was really, it was really great to, to get to know them and, and to find out how much we have in common. Yeah. And, and do you think that there's good cooperation between the local authorities in, 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 the, in Dublin? Yeah, I think there is. Um, the four of us presented to the Citizens' Assembly as well. For They're, they're discussing a directly elected mayor. Um, so it was interesting, the four of us going, and I know the four chief executives also had to present. But there does seem to be, especially around things like active travel and you know things that are being pushed nationally, um, there does seem to be good cooperation. But I think Fingal is the best. <laughs> 
I do. And lots of people good. would say that to me as well. Yes, we won't find anybody on this program arguing with you yeah, in no, relation. I, I've in, heard a lot of people on the outside say Fingal are the best yeah. to deal with. Yeah, just just with that point, like um, obviously we had Dublin County Council and Dublin Corporation up until 1994 and then you had the breakup and you had the creation of the Dublin City to replace the corporation and then the three local authorities to replace Dublin County Council. Do you think the fact that Fingal has had its own county council since 1994 has helped the area? Without a doubt, because I think we're very unique here. Um, like we have, we're the newest, um, fastest growing local authority, and with that comes a lot of challenges. But also, we're shaping our identity. You know, there are all, the old villages and rural towns, and um, we have the airport. We, I think, we have a very diverse range in Fingal that you don't have in the other local authorities, um, and it, it really is. It's a great place to live and and to work. Um, and I think the fact that we are so new, you know, we're shaping our identity, you know, it's changing all the time. But with that comes a brilliant energy and um, a great hope, I think, for the future. Yeah, we're coming to, towards the end of our interview. And I was just wondering, you know, you've got a, at this stage about a week left in, in office. And that's uh, have you got any advice for your successor? Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> get, a, get enough sleep. Um I would say enjoy every day of it because it just goes so quickly Um, and the way I dealt with it was I just knew what was coming up in the next two days and I was prepared for them because it's over like the calendar can be quite overwhelming but I would say to enjoy it um, because it will go very very fast and I'd say just be yourself. Okay, well, um, Councillor Sean O'Ruddy, um, can I on behalf of the citizens of Fingal thank you for your efforts over the past 12 months. And I hope you enjoy the opportunity to recharge your batteries during during the summer. summer. Thank you very much for joining us on, on Inside Fingal. And I think you've given us a, a great insight into the into the role of the mayor. Thank you, Jerry. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So that's it for episode 18 of Inside Fingal. My thanks again to the mayor of Fingal, Councillor Shauna O'Ruddy, for giving us a great insight into the role of the mayor. If you have any comments or suggestions in relation to the Inside Fingal podcast, please email us on podcast at fingal.ie. And remember, you can follow Fingal County Council on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn, and also at fingal.ie. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye and stay safe. <laughs>